Hey everybody, welcome to the Bag Broadcast, episode number 265. I'm Chris. I'm John. And I'm Paul. And we're a weekly podcast that comes to you in three ways. The first being The Week in Geek, bringing you the top geek stories of the past week. Next is The List, the comic books we are looking forward to coming out June 16th, 2015. And then we follow that up with our weekly rotating main topic. And this week it's our monthly trading policy. It's almost like a book club for your ears. Hmm. And this week we're... Uh, <laughs> Talking about one of my picks. Hi, I'm Chris, and it's Superman Earth One, Volume Three. I'm glad they don't put like a tertiary title on this too, like Superman Earth One, Volume Three, Rise of the Luthers, or something, because then it would be really long, and yeah. you don't need that. You don't keep need it clean. It. Mm-hmm. Just Volume Three. Yeah. Unlike our the beers we drink, we want a lot of parentheses. We want a lot of. Uh, signifiers and names in it much like uh this is something that chris tried on the podcast uh, about three four episodes ago yeah it was a while ago yeah great lakes brewing company's alberta clipper porter a handcrafted ale with chocolate and raspberries out of cleveland ohio uh we're we're doing some more we're on the sweet side this this uh this go around uh it's like a dessert beer show yeah and it's not overly portery. No, it's got I a nice. So. It's got a nice little sweet. You get the vanilla. You get the raspberries. Uh, it's nice. I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good. I, I. It's a four pack, and it's expensive for a four pack. Um, from Great Lakes, I was like, oh, okay, it can be really good. You know, I really love their their four pack series normally, like Erie Monster, um, Chill Wave. Alchem- Chill Wave used to be Alchemy Hour. Uh, and then I'm like, oh, a porter, and I love Edmund Fitzgerald. It's one of my favorite porters. It's rich. It's got a great mouthfeel. It's smoky. It's got that deep porterness to it. This has the chocolate, has the raspberry, but I, I feel a little lacking on the porter side. It's a little like um, mouthfeel watery, mm-hmm. um, but it's yeah, got it's, it's really light for a porter. Yeah, yeah. But and, it's, uh, it's got a nice little sweetness on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not it's not bad. I wouldn't not recommend it to anyone. Uh, almost eight percent. Oh, that's that. that it not, I've uh, been drinking a lot less. I normally just drink on the show now. Um, Vegas, buddy. but yeah, I had one of these on Friday night and just a full bottle by myself, and I'm like, I felt it. I'm like, wow, this is I'm buzzed right now. This is. More yeah, but, than I normally drink. But also, like, even today when you listed off what you had eaten today, I was like, well, that's really not a lot of food, and we're going to be drinking. That's more than I normally eat? Yeah, so I, that's what I'm saying. Like, you have a peanut butter jelly sandwich and an apple and then drink an 8% beer, you're going to feel it. Yeah, that's true. Especially, Especially when it's been, Friday. it's been hours since you had your peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Yeah. I just have you. You've now become a not so smart drinker. Well, yeah, that's true. I've just run out of time to eat. <laughs> like people laugh at me in the office because I'm normally eating my sandwich while walking to someplace else. Mm. You know, like trying to get something done. Like I'm, I have to plan out. Oh, I, re- I really. If I go they over, all say like there goes old man McGowan <laughs> with his sandwich. They they mime eating sandwiches behind your back as you walk past them. <laughs> Probably. I'd like it's gonna get to the point where Paul's just walking by and taking food <laughs> off of people's desks. Like, are you almost done with that? Alright, I'm taking that. What are those? Jungle covered almonds? You don't need them fatty. <laughs> I gotta make his body to watch out for. Give me those. I actually plan out like my day. 
where it's like around <laughs> I the- walk by Sally's <laughs> desk, then I go over to Troy's. No, no. Dom's, he's always good for maybe a bite of lasagna. Like, it's 10 o'clock. All right, what am I working on now? How? What do I need to work on, like, on the other side of the office that I'll pass by my desk for so I can grab my sandwich and eat it while walking to the other part? Okay, and how long will that take? Okay, so at about 1 o'clock, I'll do that. <laughs> like, that's, that's what goes through my head at work because I'm just running around like a madman. <laughs> Got no time. I just, you can just start wearing a fanny pack. <laughs> keeping granola bars in there. Oh. Great. You know what would help me? You know what would help me, honestly, at work? Carpenter jeans. <laughs> <laughs> you love your carpenter jeans. More padding on the knees. <laughs> Place to put the ha- my hammer. And the pockets are, are larger. And so I can where, put more... So I can put my sandwich in my pocket. <laughs> Good. Oh, I'm constantly picking stuff. People leave stuff on... The carpet, you know, on the floor all the time and in the I office. Like, I find desk keys, and I'm like, oh, pick this up, put it in my back pocket. Could use more, you know, screws, you know, bolts, nuts, all of it. <laughs> all in the back pocket. Then I sit down, and I'm like, ah, what's all this stuff in my back pocket? I'm surprised Paul's not a hoarder. <laughs> you never know when I'm going to need more nuts and bolts. I find them all over the place. They're falling out of He's everything. Walking. He's walking through a hardware store, just, like, picking them off the shelves, like, putting them in his pocket. It's what I do at work. It's what I'm going to do here. <laughs> Pretty much. Excuse me, sir. Just give, sir, me, your, give me your sir, keys. Sir, you can't steal those. I've only had a sandwich and an apple to eat today. <laughs> Not stealing. Put it on the Put it on the account. <laughs> put it on the account. <laughs> Who are you, sir? As you storm away. Are we recording a podcast? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> a podcast that comes to you in three ways. Wait, we already did all that. Yeah, Chris, what are you drinking? Um, I'm actually not drinking anything. Oh. Um, I haven't had a lot of time. To, Vegas uh, body, Chris. Exactly. Uh, no, I've talked about it a little bit on the show uh, here and there, but I just moved to Orlando, Florida this week, and it was three days of packing, two days of driving, and then two days of unpacking. And then last night, uh, Lexi and I went to Universal City Walk, which, Paul, you and I missed out on that when we came to Islands of Adventure because... We bolted through it. Yeah, it's basically like downtown Disney, and it's really cool. We were like, where's Harry Potter, damn it? (laughs) But, like, after we were finished with the park and we wound up leaving really early, we could have spent the rest of the night down there. Oh, really? Yeah, I really enjoyed it. it. It's a good time. Um, we did spend a lot of money in Harry Potter World, though. Yeah. So we might have been man. done with money <laughs> at that point. But then today we went to Ikea, and we, like, stocked up on furniture and stuff. And, like, I got back literally right when I uh, sent you that text about, like, hey, when are we recording tonight? And now here we are. So I didn't have a chance to get anything. So I'm drinking some water just to stay hydrated mm. in that sunshine state heat. Yeah. How are you getting adjusted to their water? You know, it's swamp water, not lake um, water. I first hear, time, okay. first time you're living in a place without lake water. I know that's something I was actually worried about because I've heard horror stories just about how the water is, and it's fine. Like it doesn't taste or smell funny at all. So you also have like an iron trap of the stomach. Yeah, I, yeah I'm pretty gross. <laughs> <laughs> I I hear though you have like a faucet for water, hot and cold, but then you also have a faucet for orange juice, don't you? Yeah, right there. Uh, 
<laughs> what was really funny is when you actually pass the state line and it's like visitor center, welcome yep. center, information center, everywhere it says like free orange juice. Yeah. <laughs> that was one of my we favorite sh- things. We went shopping today um, just because we need a couple essentials and milk's like $4 a gallon. Whoa. But there's no cows here. I'm, on the flip side, you can get like produce really, really cheap, so... I'm surprised because I know that that was a big thing in Florida of uh, cattle ranchers for the longest yeah, time they, in the middle, they the middle of Florida. They cattle to start uh, orange groves, I'm guessing. Mm. <laughs> All right. But that's okay. I, I've got water. I don't need beer because I'm thirsty for news. Ooh. Thirsty. And boy, do we have news. Very little news. Oh, well, do we uh, have a uh, bagging broadcast bracket update? Uh, we do, actually. Uh, this week we saw the premiere of Jurassic World, the Chris Pratt's helmed our rehelming of the the franchise and big bucks came in 204.6 million dollars its opening weekend making it the second biggest opening weekend of all time right behind the first avengers that's right we uh we might see an upset uh, coming up in the next matchup if jurassic park gets a, gets through uh terminator genesis i think it will which i, I think it will um uh. I had a chance to see it last night, actually, when we were down in Universal City Walk. We went to the theater there, the Cineplex, and we saw, like, the 1230 mm-hmm. a.m. showing of it. And it was awesome. Like, I liked it a lot. I did, too. So we might see, uh, we all might be wrong on our brackets. I think everybody that submitted a bracket chose uh, Avengers 2 to uh, win Lex- out. Lexi actually picked... Jurassic World overall. Oh wow! So she might, she might, uh, yeah, she might get it here. Uh, the, you know, opening week we'll see if Jurassic Park uh, World has a big uh, keel off because it made over thirteen million dollars more than the Avengers this wow. summer. So for opening weekend. So yeah, that might that'll be an uphill be a battle drop off <clears throat> for week two. What's uh, the next movie we got coming out? Uh, let's check the calendar. I think it's Inside Out next yeah. week. Yes. Yeah. And then Minions is coming up, too. Uh, so I'm looking forward to are, Inside Out. Are you asking it? Are you guys just going to answer the question? You guys want to know? Yeah. Okay. What's next? I did the whole in, hey, let's check the, the calendar, calendar thing. And, and then I remember, so. Yeah. So I guess it doesn't matter. June 26th. Is there anything else, Paul? Uh, June 26th, we see Ted 2 opening up. And also the limited release of Back Kid Begins. Mm. This story, mm. the heartwarming oh. story as a Make a Wish, where I they shut down. The uh, no, yeah. we don't have it on the bracket, but it's still nice. You know, the documentary about the they, how they shut down San Francisco, basically the whole city for one day, to grant the kids' wish of being Batman. Yeah. Uh, July first, we do see Terminator Genesis coming out, and July tenth is when we'll see the release of Minions. What about Inside Out? Inside Out, just Chris was right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He already knew he was right. All right. I wasn't sure. Well, I, I asked the question, and then I remembered actually talking about it last night, because I was like, oh, yeah, you know what? We can, we can go see that next week, then. Hmm. Very true. Um, what about other stuff we might be seeing in the movies? Uh, how about uh, Chris Chris Helmsworth, Thor? Uh, he just picked up a new role as uh, the receptionist in the new Ghostbusters movie. Is that confirmed? Like, do they? Do we even yeah. have a cast for the Ghostbusters? Yeah. What's the cast again for the Ghostbusters? I don't know. I Kristen don't care. Wig. 
Melissa McCarthy. McCarthy. Other people. Two uh, other yeah. two other women. I don't remember. And Chris Helmsworth as the Ghostbusters receptionist. Um. Yeah. I just wanted to put that out there. Because it doesn't matter. Okay, here's the cast for so far off of IMDb. Uh, Melissa McCarthy, Chris Helmsworth, Kristen Wiig, Kate McKinnon, uh, Seriously Strong, and Leslie Jones. Mm. Uh, this is... Plot is being is unknown at this time. I bet they're going to bust ghosts, though. Writers, I'm hoping Dan, there's some ghost busting. Dan Aykroyd and Kate Dippolid are writing the screenplay. Mm. Um... But then some other casting news. We have uh, the Punisher cast for season two of Daredevil. This I'm actually really excited about. I loved Daredevil, and I was hoping that if they were to introduce Punisher, they would do it in the... on one of the Netflix shows because they're definitely going a little bit darker and hard edge on those. Yeah. And uh, we're going to have uh, John Bernthal, uh, known as Shane from uh, Walking Dead. Um, he was in... Uh, Fury, the tank movie, just recently. Um, he had a TBS show, too, where he played like a gangster. Um, I enjoy him as an actor. I don't know if I... I don't know if I love him as my Frank Castle. Yeah, but you haven't seen him as your Frank Castle yet. No, I know. But when you say, like, oh, that guy, it's kind of like, oh. I know that Thomas Jane's not doing anything. His next movie is like a... He's with uh, Cyclops and Billy Bob Thornton hunting a giant bear. Like, hmm. he's got nothing going on. Bring him back as the Punisher. Do you think there's a, like, maybe off-screen issues with Thomas Jane? Like, maybe he just doesn't get along with people or shows up drunk? No, I think it's just no. a thing about them Wanting trying to, to distance themselves oh. from the movies and do something different. I mean, hmm. Warzone didn't really do too well. I mean, I know... It wasn't Thomas Jane and that. It was uh, Roy... Stevens. Yes, thank you. Uh, which I enjoyed it, but, I mean, it wasn't like a knockout movie. No, it wasn't. It was good, but it wasn't great. Yeah, I think The Punisher will work better on a TV show than in a movie. I think so, too. And I'm, I'm not trying to poo-poo over uh, John Bernthal. I think he'll probably do a good job, but he's just not my... He's not my top pick. No, after you guys, have you both seen Mad Max? I've only listened to reviews of Mad Max. I have. Um, Do you think the Punisher could work in that kind of... Because I hear that Mad Max, like, fronts. (laughs) And he says, like, a couple words, and that's it. He's got, like, 15 sentences. Yeah. And that's how I imagine the Punisher being? Like, not really saying anything, just this force of nature that shows up at an office complex kills mobsters that are in the office complex the secretary's all like what the hell just happened as like the dust settles and he's gone could be it'd be interesting to see where he's going i know that the um <clears throat> the the brothers there who directed uh captain america winter soldier joe russo's the russo Russo's. brothers thank you they were planning on doing a um one of those the little vignette movies <laughs> Um, to tie in the Punisher into Winter Soldier. Because I guess like there's a moment, anytime like somebody gets hit by a car or something mm-hmm. happens, it's like a Penske truck. 
and they were teasing that Frank Castle's driving that. <laughs> and they were going to do one of the the you know the little vignette movie things that mm-hmm. they do like Hail of the King or that. Mm-hmm. Um, but when they were talking about doing it and we're going to do it, that's when Marvel was like, "Yeah, we're not doing those anymore." Well, that would be funny if he, it's him showing up to the <laughs> rental van place and then being upset. <laughs> Frank, is this blood? Is this seriously? Some, is this blood on the some hood? Some guy with a robot arm threw a bald man out of a car at me. What am I supposed to do? This, we're not paying for this, Frank. This is coming out of your deduction. This is this is why we demand that insurance. We're, Here's the thing. I learned this. Hundred bucks for uh, insurance on a moving truck. It's not that bad. No. Basically, whatever happens to it, you're fine. Yeah. And that's why Chris smashed all the win- <laughs> the windows off his seats. I kept, I kept the tires. <laughs> it was fun. <laughs> when else can you do that? Wreck a car like that. You can't take a sledgehammer to any other, any other car. Why not? Oh, you could if you're crazy. <laughs> it's like uh, the scene in Superbad. The end. I, I saw that movie, but I don't remember it. Mm. Nothing against the movie. I enjoyed it, but it was just so long ago. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it was good. I like it. Stricken from memory. Right, mm. but also in some casting news, uh, we got our villain for the upcoming Doctor Strange movie, and it's going to be Baron Modo, played by Chiwetel Ejiofor. Uh, you don't? As we, I, I'm going to make a really. What's the name of the guy again? Chiwetel Ejiofor. Oh uh, no, uh, the villain. Oh, Baron Modo. Oh, uh, you don't want to make him angry because then he would be Modo Cross. Get it? Modo Cross. Modo Cross. The small Anyways, All right. you may know him from uh, 12 Years a Slave, or as John pointed out uh, pre-recording, he was the bounty hunter, or whatever you want to call him, from Serenity. The smooth criminal in Serenity. That guy was yeah, smooth. Yes. Man of honor. So uh, no word yet on what else is going to happen, because I can't imagine them not using like Dormammu or Nightmare. Or some like the big crazy other, <clears throat> yeah, right. Uh, Doctor Strange, like mystic villains. Well, you know, if they did go to a carved, carved hollow head of a celestial in Guardians of the Galaxy, I don't put anything past Marvel now. Yeah, I mean, we, they can do whatever they can. November of uh, next year to get more stuff out there. So I'm just glad that they're actually going ahead and starting to come out with stuff about this movie. Uh, you know, it's, I have no, you know, okay, Marvel's putting out a movie. Okay, I'm going to go see it. Like, I said it after Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, they just have my money now. Like, it's just fine. They they come out with a movie, they have my money. You know, I said if Guardians of the Galaxy isn't, is good and it's enjoyable, they can pull anything off. So it's like, they, they can do no wrong. I, yeah. I think I pre-purchased my tickets already. I think I just sent them a credit card just to have I on file. I just sent them a credit card. <laughs> just to have on file. This is for you guys. <laughs> like, all right, but you know that we don't, like, you still have to go to the theater and buy your tickets. Like, No, no. <laughs> set up an account. <laughs> they just invoice me. <laughs> we had I, any other news? Wasn't there one it's other... It's like the nuts and bolts that I bought. <laughs> they just there sent was, me an invoice. There was one other casting news thing, wasn't there? And I, I 
you shut it down. It was about Spider-Man. You're like, uh, you no, know, I could limit it, limiting it. That's just one other every thing. every news item I sh- you know put out there. You guys poo pooed. So you know, oh. we talked about me buying nuts and bolts instead. It was fun. <laughs> it was uh, eating it, sandwiches. Was, and not thinking my motocross joke was funny. It's been great. It's been a fun episode for me, I guess. <laughs> Did I vamp enough? Yeah, thank you. Good. Uh, Chris, that's how you vamp, goddammit. That's how you vamp. He always asks us to vamp, and we do a horse-ass <laughs> job. Like, uh, One of my all-time favorite movies, mm-hmm. it's my rainy day movie, it's my I'm not feeling well, I'm sick movie, mm. <clears throat> Big Trouble in Little China. Oh, I thought it was a notebook. No, but that, if I want to cry. Uh, I'm Traveler's Wife for me, man. Gets me more than a notebook. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I care about... You I know what Paul's going to be doing when he's done with the show? I need a good cry. Traveler's Wife. <laughs> uh, Big Trouble Little China. One of my all-time favorite movies. And uh, like the rest of the people on the internet and out in the world mm-hmm. when we heard that Dwayne the Rock Johnson mm-hmm. uh, when he was cast as the lead in the Big Trouble in Little China remake we all put out a sigh and we all said no, no thank you and it really shocked the Rock he said it polarized him he was not expecting that <laughs> he became magnetic yeah it's like, oh, yeah <laughs> That's what he said. He's like, I polarized me. Uh, and he said that I'm not going to do it. With, or I'm not going to do the movie without John Carpenter having something to do with this movie. Mm-hmm. And John Carpenter said, I'm really not interested in them making a remake of this, but it kind of depends on how much money they bring to me, and I'll work on it. But I don't feel it needs to be done just like everyone else does. And that got us talking about that we all do enjoy, as well as everyone in the world, we all enjoy the rock movies. Yeah. yeah. Look at San Andreas, like you said. <laughs> it's a movie starring the rock about rock shaking. It's just like... <laughs> I mean, they could just put put a movie of him just dancing, I guess, really. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. and even like um, that Journey 2, I enjoyed that movie a lot. And mainly it was because of the rock. I wouldn't have watched it if it wasn't for him in it. So I mean, he does have the appeal, and I think he could play. He could play a good character, but like that Jack Burton character isn't a character that he plays often, or has kind of gone away from kind of playing that role. He's also walked away from playing the Tooth Fairy, but you know, <laughs> I still think he could do it again. Mm-hmm. He's I got don't... the chops. No, that's just mean, man. You're gonna you're gonna crap all over my pun and do a chops on Tooth Fairy. Yeah, but that's just mean. Wait, wait. What's his name again? Baron Mardo. Zero guys. Okay. <laughs> so the Rock. Huh? The Rock. Yeah. I like, it's, uh, I like the Rock. Yeah. I like the Rock too. It's a little little sad news. I I mean not really because I always have the original. Yeah. I always have that. Um. But uh, to finish off. We can geek. We do have some sad news, and that oh, is the passing sad. of uh, Christopher Lee, who died at 93. Wow. Really long life, that really guy. Really long life. And super cool life. Mm-hmm. Heavy metal artist. <laughs> Dracula. 
dragon. A lot wasn't, of, lot of dragons. Wasn't Star Wars movies. Count Dooku. Yeah, we don't need to mention this thing because you know, they were shit movies. But, but Dooku you know. was cool in it. All right, had a curved hilt lightsaber. Yeah, whatever. that was cool. Yeah. It was cool. Paul. Lord of the Rings, which was awesome. Had a written awesome. had a written letter from Tolkien saying that this guy should play Gandalf. Mm-hmm. Uh, amazing. Yeah. Uh, he was also in The Wicker Man. He was in The Wicker Man. The original one. He was not in... The, not the vastly superior Nicolas Cage version. Oh, not a couple the years later. He was also uh, in uh, Johnny Depp's uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, he was. He played the dad. Yeah. Yeah. Menacing father. Guinness World Record for being in, like, the most movies. Really? Yeah. Wow. Guy loved working. That's what kept him young. Kept him young. 93. I'm surprised. He, like, I know that it was a decade ago that the Star Wars movies came out. And it was a decade ago. Actually, it was two decades ago. How long ago? You know, a decade ago for The Lord of the Rings. But, man, he did not look 83. Yeah. You know? No, I mean, think, like, The Hobbit. Those just finished coming out last year. I don't like thinking about those either. Yeah. Uh, also, he was told you can't marry my daughter unless you have written permission from like the king of Sweden. Hmm. Boom, got it. He's <laughs> like, so here you go, my old friend, king of Sweden. Boom, I'm gonna bone your daughter. <laughs> when was this, and why would you know this story? I was reading. I was more re- more explanation, please. Like, you can't just say you can't marry my daughter unless explain. Show show your work. What, like, what do you mean? Well, like, I've been reading a lot about Christopher Lee's life since mm-hmm. he passed away. Right. So and, he, there was a girl that he wanted to marry, and that guy, that and her, guy's and father, her, and her father was like, "You can't." Swedish. I don't know. He just, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he just threw it out there. Like, you can't do it unless the king of Sweden says you can. He got it. Was he knighted? Well, yeah. Sir, Sir Christopher Lee? It wasn't until later in his life. Uh, it was... Um, Everything in his life was Prince, later in his life. Uh, Prince Charles knighted him. It wasn't oh. the Queen. Oh, that kind of sucks for him. Should have yeah. been the Queen. You know He's why? Cool dude. She, the Queen's afraid of him. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. He's going to suck my blood. He's really Dracula. If, if I was the Queen, that's how and the I queen, looked at Christopher that's how Lee... Queen talks to If I looked at Christopher Lee, I'd be like... Man, if he kills me, there's no way anybody's going to say two bits about him taking the crown. Like, right? they'd just be like, no, that's how it works. You're not King. King Christopher Lee. King Christopher Lee. I think I would rather live in a world where that actually happened. <laughs> like, he's EBS... not really dead. He's just pulling the greatest heist ever. <laughs> I stole the crown. <laughs> Imagine, at the knighting ceremony, he was thwarted in his plan. I'm going to keep on doing movies until they knight me, because that's what happens here now in England. When the queen pulls out the sword and, you know, dubs me sir, you know, Neil, and then dubs me, I'm just going to take that sword right out of her hands. Whoop. What? My favorite <laughs> thing is, like, your name is Christopher Lee. You are now Sir Neil. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you said. You said Sir Neil. Sir you Neil. 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 Yeah, and but rise, not, but sir, it sounded like, Lee. Yeah, but it sounded like, yeah, like you, he united him, Sir Neil. You know why? Because I was getting self-conscious because I was, you know, the story was going way too long. And I was trying to speed it up. 
Well, he was a super spy for the English government mm-hmm. during World War Two. Yeah. Sure. Like, man, guy. Awesome. And he was, everything. Oh, he probably boned uh, uh, Julia, uh, Julia Child. Julia, Julia Child. Was it Julie <laughs> Andrews? Probably. No, no. Well, close. <laughs> Julia Child. They were spies. They were probably spying it up together during World War Two. Man. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> There's some awesome French cooking hard rock meddling kid out there right now. <laughs> Doesn't know his parents. Raised in France and an orphanage. Just living the life. <laughs> well, that's news. Let's go into the, <laughs> the next beer review. Paul, what beer's gotten you drunk? <laughs> Would it be the Chocolate Orange from Southern Tier, their new stout with uh, chocolate orange peel um, at 10%? This is the better of the two that we had for the chocolatey, desserty beers um the alberta clipper yeah it's nice it's light you kind of you know kind of taste the chocolate this one punches you right in oh, the face man. it's like eating one of those orange chocolate oranges yeah it is you get in your and, i mean southern tier their dessert beers mm-hmm. really their bread and butter uh the chocolate the chocolate the mocha the creme brulee mm-hmm. and this is probably this is my favorite yeah of their dessert beers not super super sweet like i could eat i could drink this with anything else i would pair with coffee mm-hmm. um and you can uh, creme brulee is one of those beers that it, oh, it's delicious thimbleful. but Thimble. yeah i've always said i can only drink a thimble full of it chris can drink nope. the whole bottle <laughs> can and have and will again but this is something i can drink i could drink the entire bottle of this and this is a bomber this is a, mm-hmm. a, a full-size bottle and it's just delicious it goes down so smooth for being 10 percent that nice orange richness, that chocolate, mm-hmm. everything about this is just fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, the orange was, is really nice. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Chris. Uh, someone we know had this recently. I think we we did. Scott. I think he talked about it on uh, WNY Brews, like episode five, I want to say. Oh, that might make sense. We did have it at Public Week, yeah, or at, Public Day at, at, the the, at the brewery. Before it was released. Um, we had it there, and they were selling bottles, which we didn't realize till mm-hmm. after they were all sold out, because I went in to buy some, because it was that good. Um, I believe your mom had it, too, just recently, Chris. Uh, yeah, my mom had it, and she said uh, it was really good. She actually ate it with her like Chinese takeout. Wow. And she said it was actually really good. It paired well with it. I can see that. Like and a I, General um, Sows or Sweet and Sour. Yeah. I'm sending some beer with uh, Caitlin for you guys, but I... Don't have a bottle of this, uh, but I will keep one for you guys. Hey, and not a problem. I appreciate that. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Good. So how's the water? Still good? Still good. Still, <laughs> still refreshing. How's the books coming out uh, this week, John? You mean June 16th? No, I'm thinking June 17th. Yeah, it'd be the 17th. Really? It came up the 16th. Today's the 14th. So Mondays would be the 15th, Tuesday would be the 16th. Why did this? Unless this you today? live in some sort of weird paradoxical world where comic books come out I on Tuesdays. A, I live in a paradoxical world. Hmm. Yep. Where, where Christopher <laughs> Lee killed the queen and then took her crown. <laughs> hey, guys, it's, it's the, polarizing. It's the 17th. Yeah. <laughs> hey. And I'm looking forward to coming out of uh, Secret Wars, the Thor's book. 
uh, written by Jason Aaron and art by Chris Sprouse. Uh, and this is focusing on all the Thors brought together in the police force mm-hmm. of the Thor Corp. The Thor Corp of uh, Battleworld. And I, this is one of those things that really caught my attention in issue two. That was like, okay, I'm I'm down for this. This is this is cool. Was this Frog Thor there too, or is it? I don't know. Because I know Beta Ray Bill was there. Yeah. I, th- I think it's all Thor's. Like, so you might be in like one of the panels. Or... Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like on the cover, they got uh, they got Bill, they got um, Ultimate, they got Old Thor, they got mm-hmm. Female Thor. Um, I'm looking for all. I'm looking revealed. For... Uh, uh, spoilers. Jane Foster. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh yeah, I don't think you got that up, uh, issue, did you? Uh, maybe not. Um... <laughs> I forgot to buy that one. I might have. I don't remember. Because I'm not she sure if dying. it was revealed. She was dying, in... though. With cancer, right? Yeah. So did the saver? I guess so. She's still... Uh... I, I don't know. You're not... You're much like the king of Sweden. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> but no, Thorsa, uh, I was less... I, You know, when I was looking at... Um, online for the stuff coming out of battle world i was really interested in this book but then reading the battle world stuff and seeing that they were kind of the police force i'm like that's not what i want in the thor the thor corpse book like no i kind of wanted them all hanging out drinking hanging out you know being thor like off-duty thor and then being the that in the book though yeah Yeah. but they're they're like the military police for dr doom but the thors that you've seen as those thors aren't the thors I mean, it was like kind of Odin and a young kid, like his apprentice, is that kind of Thor. And then you have people show up and be kind of like, you're coming with us. We got these hammers. Mm-hmm. But this is like, this is the Thors. These are all okay. the Thors. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe it is a different book than I, what I'm mm-hmm. expecting, than I'm thinking. And I'll but be you, I'll be very excited for You're be surprised when you get to read it because I'm yeah. buying it and you don't have to. Exactly. It's going to be good. Chris, what are you thinking about buying, buddy? Uh, I'm also looking forward to books being out of Secret Wars, and this is one of my all-time favorite titles. It just tends to come and go. Yep, I uh, called this it. This is going to be Runaways, number one, written by Noelle Stevenson with art by Sanford Green. Um, this takes place at one of the premier academies on Battleworld where they bring in teen superheroes from all across the planet. And a bunch of the kids find out that one of their professors is actually a villain. And what do they do? They go on the run, as Runaways have for a decade now. So I'm looking forward to seeing this. Uh, I don't know what characters are actually in the book. But, hey, I don't care. It's a Runaways book. Sign would, me up. Would you? Would it bother you if it's none of the characters that have appeared in any of the Runaway books and it's a new cast? Um, not, not especially. Like, I like seeing those characters, but I like the premise of the book, too. I mean, that's what sold it in the first place, you know? So I like the little bit different take on it with it being on Battleworld. And I guarantee they're going to have at least one of the characters. I mean, if they have Nico in A-Force, and she was appearing in, uh, I can't remember what the other book. Oh, uh, Inferno. They'll probably have at least one of the actual runaways in this title. Yeah, that'd be good. But Paul, what are you looking forward to? <clears throat> uh, I'm actually kind of surprised with myself. Of uh, I, I just read the new Harley Quinn that came out, you know, with the DCU uh, relaunch, and I'm looking forward to 
a book mainly because of the person on art, Stefan Rue. Hey. hey, coming back to DC. Uh, well, that's in the yeah, it's not that's in you, Amanda Connor. Yeah, uh, but you've star girl. But for I the also got time you've had your one yeah. picture that he drew yeah. for you. Uh, this is being written by Amanda Connor with Justin Gray and Jimmy Paul and Miyati. This is Harley Quinn and Power Girl. Oh. So number one, uh, I'm. I'm a little afraid about how much I enjoy Harley Quinn right now. I'm like, I think it's a little weird. I don't know. It's got a good team on it. Yeah, it's place. got a good team. It's funny. I think, yeah, that's not weird. Yeah. But I kind of enjoy Harley Quinn. <laughs> it's kind of oh. weird. Yeah. It's like, this This is no good for me. <laughs> no, it's a little weird. What are you admitting to on the podcast, Ball? <laughs> Nothing. It's just, like... Man, they draw her. They draw her really cute, and then like overly sexy, and then I'm like, why do I, why do I like this? Like, why are my pants standing up? <laughs> Pretty much, you know, it's 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 very confusing to me. I've never had these feelings <laughs> for a woman before. <laughs> Not picture drawings of. Never mind. Let's move on. Let's move on. <laughs> well, I'd like to dwell on it. <laughs> <laughs> What? It's okay. We can can continue on. What it are you referring to, Chris? (laughs) I think it's our bird dramatic reading. And now, don't look at me like I'm I'm just gonna read it. No, there's an opening to this. There is an opening, and because I think it's funny. (laughs) And now, a dramatic reading from Harley Quinn, number seventeen, page twelve, panel four. I looked at you so you'd get it a lot ready. I was taking a oh. dramatic pause. Oh, I'm sorry. It sure be a mighty pretty sea, ladies. If this stuff be any good, I can sell it to glute foods. They always be looking for something natural to sell to those new age do-gooders. And that. So dramatic reading from Harley Quinn, number 17, page 12, panel 4. He's supposed to be a Popeye type guy. Yeah. I didn't do a Popeye voice. I was supposed to be Popeye. And he totally you, you ruined it. I wasn't going to do it. You know why? Because this chocolate orange is too good. And I'm a little loopy. And I wasn't going to try it. Nothing wrong with that. No. You know what? There's nothing wrong. Well, I don't know. Was there stuff wrong with her, uh, with the book? This, this I don't know. Somebody say Why don't we Paul, have... This Paul, is, did, did, this is... did you read the book? Yes. Okay, I wasn't sure because he couldn't find it. Um, but no, that's going to head us into our main topic, which, like we said at the beginning of the show, is our monthly trade and policy. And this week we are discussing Superman Earth 1 Volume 3. This is from DC Comics, written by J. Michael Straczynski, with art by Adrian Siff, or Siaf, Siaf. I never know how to pronounce his name. I'm going to look it up one of these days because he keeps popping up in the show on different books that we might be picking up. Uh, I really enjoyed this book. This is the continuing retelling of Superman, uh, who's now been on Earth for a little bit, and he gets a visitor in the form of Zod. And we also see the Luthers pop up. Mm -hmm. Uh, Lex and his wife, Alex. They popped up before uh, in the previous volumes. Yeah, in volume two, just real quick, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but now now they make their <clears> presence <throat> known, uh, yeah. and they're here to solve the Superman problem. Yeah. Well, 
I really wish that this had been what we got with the new 52 Superman. I have really enjoyed all three volumes of this so far. Uh, more than the other ones have come out so far, like Batman. Mm-hmm. Teen Titans. Teen Titans I like, but yeah. if this was what Superman was, I would I would read this. I, I know you like the yeah. action comics, but th- this is a little bit different from what they actually were doing in like the uh, George Perez Superman. I, mm-hmm. I would I would read this. Uh, I would too. This was, I think, the weaker of the three. Um, the first one I absolutely loved. Mm-hmm. The second one was still was really really good. This one's still good, but I think it's been far enough away from me reading one and two that I didn't still hold. Like I yeah, just yeah, it's I, been a while. I knew that I really liked those books, but I didn't mm-hmm. have any of that stuff really holding me my affection towards it. Right. Um, but I still think it's really good. I some of the things you could see coming. Yeah. A mile away. The Lex Luthor thing. The Lex yeah. Luthor thing. Yeah. Um, you don't need Superman Vision to see that coming. You didn't need to see that Zer- that Zod was going to portray. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. And that, and even, but the way he did it was clever. It wasn't, you know, the classic... Even though he said kneel before Zod, like, within four pages, like, five different... In five different panels. Like, I'm like, wow, they... It's like he forgot he wanted to say this phrase, and now they're just packing it in. Well, I, I imagine it's because he's been in his ship for so long that he was just thinking about, like, what am I going to say when I get there? Oh, kneel before. Oh, yeah. Kneel before. Kneel. Yeah. Witness me. I just got to make sure As I, people I kneel sure I before. Kneel. What uh, is the most badass thing I could have this guy do? <laughs> hmm. I'm going to tell him to kneel whoa, before whoa. me. And then I'm going to call him... Thanks a lot, Sir Neil. <laughs> yeah. Mediocre! <laughs> um, I would have liked, like, you see you see Zod doing all, like, betraying Superman, doing all this stuff. Mm-hmm. I still don't understand, like, the UN just being like, well, this guy with all these spikes and a hood, <laughs> he seems like he's on the up and up, and he's our best way to get rid of the Superman. Well, the thing is, he's promising to get rid of one, and we got a way to get rid of one. We might not be able to get rid of two, John. So if he gets rid of one, that leaves one left for us. We already have a plan to get rid of one. So therefore, there we go. Yeah. You know, they they can't handle two. They can handle one. They got a plan for one. It, I was listening to the plan, but I was also looking at the cleavage that the character said that she had. <laughs> Alexa, Alexandra, like, there's like three different panels where she's like, "Oh, maybe we should. I should have sprish, a sprinkled uh, fish food in my cleavage because that's all they seem to be interested in. These goldfish." And Paul's like, wait, I didn't read that panel. Let me go back and look at it again. Yeah, let me look. And, you know, she's fairly covered up. So, um, yeah, the everything in this book, all the different changes that they made of the two Luthers, I'm like, okay, that's kind of interesting, a little fun. Um, but it seems I enjoy the take on Superman himself, Clark Kent, and, you know, his relationship with his mom. He's, you know... I thought it was really impactful uh, at the very end of the issue where 
he he's gonna he might die and all he's looking for is a cell phone so he can call his mom yeah and then you know he crushes it you know for some reason i guess so he can't trace the call like why did he crush that guy's cell phone that was kind yeah. of a dick move there clark I, well, I think the last thing you want to do as Superman is be like, hey, here's your phone back. And then the guy's like, oh, who did Superman call? <laughs> I guess. I guess. Yeah, but I think he can still pull up a record. He probably mm-hmm. can, but. Yeah, yeah. He can. It'll be on his phone bill. Ooh. I, last time I actually looked at a phone bill was when I first got a cell phone. If Superman borrows your phone, you're looking at that phone bill. You're looking at that phone bill. That's all yeah, we're I saying. I do all my so, stuff digitally now, so I don't even know if it gives me like the itemized calls and stuff. I imagine you can find. You it would look that up. <clears throat> you would put in the work, Chris. And they, you I mean, would. This book has it has everything you'd want in a Zod and um, a Zod Superman mm-hmm. story, and also this beginning story of Superman. Um, you know, this is still the Superman who's finding his way mm-hmm. through the through the world as. Superman. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and I also like the way uh, he interacts with Lois, too. Yeah, yeah. Where they're like kind of... keeping the file, because it's like, no, I've, I've been burned before on by people coming up with shit. Yeah, with false stories. Uh, yeah, I enjoy Lois's characterization. I don't mind Jimmy's characterization at all. Um, I'm not a big fan. You know, the other changes that they have outside of Superman... They're okay. I would live with it. I, I, but this Superman, I really like where he's feeling his way through this world. He feels alien. He feels like he's an outsider. I'm not a big fan of, uh, what's her name? Lisa? His stripper girlfriend? Ex-prostitute girlfriend. Yeah, it's like, well, it's kind of in there to be like, no, this is happening in the real world. And, like, she's the pretty world woman kind of. She's well, a pretty woman version no. of... A prostitute yeah, girlfriend. Yeah, but she's also like, oh, this girl likes me. I don't really know what to do with that, but I'm just going to roll with it. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I like that in Clark, but the thing is, it's like, no, no. Oh, she has a dirty, gritty background, and it's, you know, she's what well, used to be a prostitute. And I'm like, no, she, that is like Julia Roberts, pretty woman kind of style. Like, there's, I don't, I don't, just weird. <laughs> It's like that's mm, just there for grittiness' sake. Chris, want, Chris, John wants to talk about this beer. Okay, go uh, go ahead. You can talk about this beer, and then we can talk about uh, <laughs> artwork later. This is root beer. Uh, this is from Small Town Brewery. This is not your father's root beer. Five point nine percent beer, and by God, this tastes like a root beer. Mm-hmm. It's delicious. And uh, I opened it up, and I smelled it, and I was like, that smells like root beer. I took a sip, and it tastes like root beer. I'm looking up. I just saw this on Facebook, believe it or not, a map of, like, who actually brews your favorite, you know, the beers. And I'm pretty sure that Small Town Brewery is actually owned by a large conglomerate. I can imagine it being so. Um, Now, of course, I can't. Small Town Brewery is in La Crosse. I'm looking at it right now. Go ahead, keep going. Oh, if you're looking at it, you no, can... no, no. I'm I'm still pulling up the image. Oh. Uh, so is it? It tastes just like a root beer. It tastes an alcohol burn on it. At all? Nothing. It tastes like you're just drinking uh, like a root beer. Nice. It's really good. 
It is. Uh, it's better than that uh, root beer liqueur that I got that one time. Ooh, that was really good, too. I like that a lot. Um, but that, you could definitely tell, was a liqueur. Yeah. This, uh, you, when, it's hard to tell that it's alcoholic. When we went to uh, Universal City Walk last night, I got a, uh, it was called a Moscow Mule, which was like a mixed drink. It was a, like, Russian vodka with a ginger beer. Mm. And you got a little bit of that vodka burn on the back end, but then it just tastes like ginger, and it was, it was damn refreshing. Nice. It is. Oh. It's very good. It's very sweet. <laughs> it's not actually listed on this, uh, this map. I thought it was. Um, but man, Mills, Miller Coors owns a lot of these small breweries. Oh yeah. Um, I guess there is a. Um, like a 10% version of this too comes in a bomber. Hmm. I was looking for it. I didn't get to, I didn't see it, but I was, I was, I heard a lot of good things about this and was desperately trying to find it for us, but it just says it's an ale brewed ale with the taste of spices. And like, it just is beer with natural vanilla extract and other natural and artificial flavors and caramel coloring, you know? So it, seems like it is kind of one of those mass-produced, just made-to-taste, mm-hmm. like, root beer. Which yeah, it does. Okay. And if, <laughs> I, This is something that if you have small kids, like, don't <laughs> yeah, you, don't bring it on with you. <laughs> like, because there's no way you, it's like one of those Mike Hard lemonades. It's like, you know, you're like, you, when you're a little kid, you're like, oh, Dad, I want, you know, I want to be. I wanna, know, I'm going to drink a root beer to look like Dad drinking a real yeah, beer. Yeah. Yeah, and this is it, this is too much like a root beer to ever like. Normally, you can give a kid a swig of beer and they'd be like, "Ah, this is gross! Like, I'm not going to drink anymore." And uh, but this is way too sweet. This tastes like this pop. Is, it is a soda. It is uh, alka pop. Yeah, this is. I'm glad I have this chocolate orange still because this this stuff is scary. Scary, you know, scary good. It will because it's. I opened that bottle for you. You have to drink that. I will, but, man, I'm already loopy. Like, this is going to be bad. I know. There's still some chocolate orange left. Oh, I'm jealous. But let's talk about Superman. Superman. Um, like I said at the beginning, we have Adrian Siff on artwork this time. The first two volumes were done by Shane Davis. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, the styles mesh up pretty well. I don't know if it's because of the coloring and just how it looks on the page with the art, but you can't really tell there's someone different on this book. It blends well with the rest of the uh, Superman Earth 1 volumes. Yeah, I didn't even realize it till uh, it was uh, a little bit into the book when I realized it was a different artist. You can just drink this thing straight down. <laughs> it's just 5.9%. And there's a 10% version of this? That would be... No, I'm I'm afraid for anybody that, you know, <laughs> you just need to know what you're going for. Because honestly, it, it, I'm glad it's like you're usually in the section for beer because it's like, oh, not your father's root beer. Oh, ha, ha, ha. I'm going to pick this up because like IBC root beer comes in bottles. You know, you might yeah. just think it's a non-alcoholic thing. Like, just pick this up. <clears throat> I'm getting close to the end of mine and it is getting like. 
a little too much. Like, it, it probably would have been better for us to have split these. Mm-hmm. But I was like, if it tastes like root beer, I'm just going to drink the whole thing. Yeah, and it does, and it's nice and sweet. But Superman. 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 Paul, what do you think about the art? Art is good. Um, yeah, it does feel like if you, we didn't say that it wasn't Shane Davis, I probably wouldn't have noticed. Um, you know, it does have that, you know, re- more realistic style. Um, I think Superman looks cool in this book, you know, which is weird to say, you know, it's not that he's like overly cool, like his hair's all different or anything, but he feels like a modern, he has a modern character look without having to go with the space Marine, uh, the shaved head that they're currently doing with the new DCU. Um, but I feel like he fits. I feel everything in the world feels modern. Um, it feels Metropolis feels like a city that's getting out. Like his apartment is crappy, and he has to patch up the walls and stuff. Oh, you know, I forgot about that. Uh, I I feel like he did a good job with the you know not only the character designs, um, but also with the you know actual setting. You know, when they're out in the Hobby Desert and they're fighting, you know, it feels like a desert. It feels like a cityscape. I like the uh, flashbacks to Krypton, too. Yeah. Like, yeah, they, yeah. It looks really cool, especially uh, it's like midway through the book, but you see Zod talking to Jor-El. Mm-hmm. And it's, I want I want to read that book. I want to read more of uh, like the civil unrest actually on Krypton that leads to basically Zod teaming up with the aliens from the first volume. Mm-hmm. Or second. Not, was, oh, the second. Oh, yeah. The first, first volume was Parasite. Was yeah, my bad. Uh, to take out. Wasn't Krypton. the second volume Parasite? Which one did we read on the show? We did both. We've done yeah, all we of both. them. Okay. I thought the first volume was I Parasite. Know. But basically, everything's tying in together. Like these all are yeah. existing in the same. It's a a continuing, just a continuing story, mm-hmm. and uh, that's what I do like about it. Starzinski, you know, he's a guy that's just so hit or miss. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, because, Paul, you picked up his actual Superman run. Yeah, Grounded, which was not good. See, I enjoyed the beginning of it, and then and it, it just... just yeah. It's like, you know, okay, you're walking across America. There's a lot of states that I just don't care about you walking through, man. I'm Superman. I'm really hungry. <laughs> Maybe but I, I don't have a sandwich. I don't have. <laughs> <laughs> just, I, I uh, really hungry. I don't have anybody to pay for it. But I've been picking up all these bolts and keys everywhere. You could uh, crush them into diamonds and just pay people's medical bills. Yeah. There you go. Like, yeah, nobody's going to question this, Superman. <laughs> like that doctor's like, yeah, this is totally <laughs> acceptable doctor, payment. Let's get a big room. <laughs> yeah. A little uh, ridiculous. So- so, uh, what insurance does Superman have? I don't know. Gave me a bunch of diamonds. <laughs> <laughs> He's a news reporter. Works for a paper that has to be going out of business, right? Yeah. Yeah. Then he pays in diamonds? Uh, there's some sort of tax evasion going on, all right? He's getting... I'm just saying, the IRS is coming after Clark Kent. They would have to. Like, where's he get buying all these diamonds from? That's that's volume four, guys. That's volume four. Clark Kent versus the IRS. Um, but yeah, I was I've been looking up like I was just looking up different books that Starzinski did. That Apocalypse Al, 
that we read one issue of. Apocalypse. Oh, <laughs> right. I'm like, um, no, no, we drink an Apocalypse Ale, I'm pretty sure. The the before Watchmen books, he did like four of those. Uh, it's all stuff that Red, Red Star, What was it? Red? Rising Stars? Rising Stars. It was supposed to be really good. Yeah. Uh, people that enjoyed the television series Heroes, I heard, like, Rising Stars had a lot of similarities to it. Uh, ten grand, which I liked, I just fell off because it was. It stopped coming out. It stopped coming out. They only got twelve issues out of that. I wasn't a big fan of the artwork on that because it's. Well, that's that... okay because what's his uh, Ben? Um, ben Smith. He mm-hmm. left after a couple issues because hmm. it was he all just stopped, very. He just stopped colors. turning in artwork. He just disappeared. <laughs> um, but it looks like with uh, like six or seven changes. Oh, Ben Templesmith, he had all that uh, forty days and night money. Josh Hartnett. That jo- he's a he's a riding in that Josh Hartnett money. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think overall pretty favorable impression of Earth One Volume Three. Yeah, uh, I wish, like you said, Chris, I do wish this Superman was our Superman. I wouldn't want to take everything else around him. Like I'd like my Lex Luthor being Lex Luthor. Uh, I think with this Superman where he's so so super intelligent, it's kind of like awkward to have his like main nemesis being also super intelligent. It's like, yeah, but Superman. I've always seen Superman as being smarter than Lex Luthor, your average person. Yeah, yeah, smarter than average, like a hundred and twenty, hundred forty, hundred fifty IQ, but not the like he goes in and he basically. Uh, Solves all the, you know, equ- like in volume one, he goes in and solves the equation. He does this. He does Good that. Good will hunting sit. Yeah. Yeah. It's like. It was on, like, the science council. Like. Is, yeah. He knows this kind of stuff. It's in his genes. It's in his genes, but. And plus, like, you know, the spaceship that talks to him, like. Mm-hmm. Probably helped him out with that. I'm not saying that in the story there isn't a reason for it, but then your super, your arch nemesis is also then even smarter than you. Like, how does Lex Luthor stay one step ahead of Superman if he's more intelligent than anybody else on the planet? Uh, she got to that kryptonite before him. No, Zod did. No, she no, did. she got it. Didn't mm. you? Oh, right, at the very end. Yeah, at the end. like we She's watching him in binoculars. With, like, a Carmen Sandiego get-up. Yeah. Well, she stole all the kryptonite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now you don't know where in the world it is. Uh, I, I still really like this one. It makes me want to read the Batman Earth 1 Volume 2 because I haven't picked up that one yet. But then I remember <laughs> how I didn't really care for the first volume. But I still feel like I should pick that up just to... No. It's okay. I don't know. I wouldn't mind I have the other ones on it. my shelf. I might as well like, get Batman. And maybe it's better. I don't know. Guess what? We'll find out because that's probably going to be my next pick. The mm. Batman Earth 1 wasn't... Bad. It just wasn't as good mm-hmm. as Superman. Right. Earth One I Superman. Think, I also mm-hmm. think it was Jeff Johns trying to be like, be too different to be different. Right, right, right. It was like I'm gonna do crazy stuff, and I like that JMS is doing some really different things with Superman, but none of it seems like outlandish. I don't think he's doing anything really all that different with Superman. It's everything around him that he's doing different stuff with. And that's and it feels all right most of it. 
feels all right. It it feels like a different Clark. It's not like mm-hmm. it's not the Boy Scout Clark, but it's a guy that he understands so the world, but he has a hard time connecting with the world. And you see or, that in the relationship like when you see him with at the Lisa. UN and he's just like, "What the hell is wrong?" With yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, what, what the hell are you thinking? And with Lois being like, "No, why would you spy on me? I don't, I don't understand this mistrust. Like, what?" And then Lois has to explain it to him. And then at the very end of the book where he's like, look, I'm I'm out of my element here. Hey, I screwed up, you know, in the last volume with, uh, and, you know, toppling over an evil dictator. I thought I was doing good, but apparently it made people feel a little, uh, little hesitant about me. So I'm going to need a sounding board here. Like that all, st- that all, that's all good stuff. Yeah. And that gives you the relationship with Superman mm-hmm. and Lois Lane. And then why Lois Lane doesn't like Clark Kent and just focuses on Superman. Like, all mm-hmm. that stuff, all that mythos about yeah. the Superman story all is all here. Did yeah. you guys enjoy the uh, Superman spotlight? The bats, the Superman signal? Oh, uh, I forgot about that. <laughs> um, I mean, it's... It works, I mean... Again, it, again, I have to ask, how did she pay it on a news reporter's salary, a newspaper print? Well, it's not its not like in a normal building. It's just a building that had like a spotlight, and she put a Superman sticker on it. The, the Daily Planet has a spotlight? No, because wasn't she at the Daily Planet and then had to like race across town to get to that building? Maybe. Maybe maybe I misread it. I thought it was on... But honestly, no, because she's power like, that kind of light. You need a specialty outlet. Like you, that's not just a 15 amp outlet to power that kind of spotlight, man. That's you're gonna have to go up. It probably has its own circuit breaker just for that light. Just for the light. Probably a Dr. Frankenstein switch, throw a switch on that too, man. Like it's it's a honking spotlight. Big lights. Mm-hmm. Hey, draw uh, a lot of energy. Metropolis is a city on the go. Unless it's an LED. All right, let's, let's nuts and bolts, picking them up, <laughs> putting it together. If you want to pick up uh, Paul's nuts and bolts, you know how you can uh, do that. Just leave him a rating and review. Yep, over on the iTunes. And what's even better than ratings and reviews? Harley Quinn. Yes, <laughs> telling our your friends about the show, uh, where they can rate us and review us over on iTunes, download our show, and then like us over on Facebook. Uh, a lot of good stuff going up on Facebook. You know, any kind of random thoughts, uh, news articles we we post there, and also yeah. uh, uh, anything new. Super friend of the show, Janet, actually just posted a really article good article about Jurassic World uh, yesterday. Actually, mm-hmm. uh, 160 hits in the first day, so that's pretty awesome. Yeah, cool. um, I was one really of them. Good. I I read it before I went to the movie. Uh, it's a two-page article, so the second page has all the spoilers and anything that you don't want ruined, so you can still kind of go in if you want to know a little bit about what to expect. But, yeah, I, we're going to be getting more content on that website, especially uh, from you guys with your bag and board bites. What's coming up next from that? Uh, probably in the next week or so, we'll get up the Kittens in, Kittens in a Blender Kittens review. Kittens in a Blender. Which was a Kickstarter project uh, that was released back in 2011. It's a it's a small release. It's hard to find, but uh, it's an enjoyable game, and you'll see our rating and review there over at uh, youtube.com slash bag. I don't know the slash. Just search for Bagden Board Presents. 